0: Hi, I'm Jen, this is Gardening Out Loud, it is Monday, September 11th, it's about 8.30 in the morning, and today I have the company of quite a few avian friends. There's a female Cardinal and you'll maybe hear her chirp, chirp coming through. We have a bunch of starlings in the mulberry tree. And if you can hear them, some of their songs are kind of like a penny whistle and they're doing lots of chatting and garbling and this fun whistle. They have a really astonishing vocal range. And they don't always hang out here. So I'm glad to have their company. We also have some sparrows hanging around, as always, basically. And I expect with more of the garden going to seed every day, our avian visitors are only going to increase. One thing I love about the morning and the sleeping bees, I can get such a good look at them. I'm looking at a bumblebee on a cosmo right now, and I can see all the veins in its papery wings. I can see all the little freckles of pollen on its legs and its chest. It's just such an extraordinary opportunity to take a good look. A wasp keeps coming up to this one and trying to bug him, but he is not taking the bait. It's not gonna give up this prime spot. This morning, or even in this kind of week, this little phase that I'm in is kind of frenetic. I have lots of irons in the fire, lots of responsibilities. And my default mode is just to speed along. We just whip through the tasks. Go, 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 go. And that has its own kind of energy, which can be useful in certain situations. But it's not a phase that it's really good for us to live in (laughs) all the time. And I try to remind myself just to slow down a little. And what's really interesting is that if you do something about 10% slower, It feels dramatically slower. Suddenly, it can feel almost meditative. And you know, in some ways, the whole point of this podcast is to go slow. And I don't always remember to do that. So this morning, I have to harvest a whole bunch of flowers for a fundraiser I do where People come and make bouquets, and it's so lovely for all the reasons that I've said that bouquets are amazing. You know, when I'm a little pressed for time, I have to leave the house not too long from now. But if I go 10% slower, will it make a difference to my arrival? Probably not. But it really makes a difference to the experience. And so that's my challenge to myself this morning. is just to slow it down. Easier said than done. I don't have long to podcast today for the aforementioned reasons of being a little (laughs) overloaded. But to give you a quick sense, I did mention there's a lot more seed making happening. The Sea of Cosmos now have probably more seed heads than flowers. We're kind of reaching that tipping point, which is a little sad. But And, you know, things like tomatoes, they're slowing down a bit for me. They're getting tired. The beans are (laughs) finally also slowing down. I have a lot that I have left a bit long, so they've gotten plump they're a little too big for fresh eating and so now i'm kind of letting those hang out i'm still harvesting what i can that is you know young and tender as i like my beans but the thicker plumper ones they're gonna stay they're going to be seeds for next year So I'm just letting them dry out here as long as possible. My favorite place in the garden right now is by my New England aster. I have a large New England aster by the gate. For people who don't know what this looks like, it's a tallish plant. It's almost as tall as me with lots of branching stems that each at the end have this explosion of little purple flowers with yellow centers. They look kind of like daisies, like small daisies. And this is the pollinator hotspot right now. It's not even at full activity yet. When it gets sunnier, it gets busier. But right now there's a honeybee just slowly digging around in one of those flowers. A lot of the flowers are mostly closed for the evening right now. So it's actually funny that you can just see like a little bumblebee bum wiggling around in some of them as they do their thing. The bumblebees are the main pollinators in attendance right now, but later there will be hoverflies and sweat bees, including the Toronto bee, who has a shiny green back. Um, You might not even think he was a bee. I had some guests here making bouquets yesterday and I showed them and they were quite amazed and wouldn't have guessed that was a bee, but that is the bee of Toronto. He he comes visit this. And I think more than anything in my garden, this aster has shown me the importance of native plants. You know, lots of pollinators come to my garden, and they come to all kinds of plants. Right now, I find them on the sedum, I find them in the cosmos, I find them in the open dahlias. I, you know, they come to different plants that are non-native. But when you plant the right native plant, it's a whole new ball game. So much more diversity, so much more life. And this plant was given to me, I think, in a trade like ages ago. And since then, I've divided off chunks of it for other people a couple times. i more or less neglect it because it's extremely hearty. And I wouldn't give it up for anything. It is such a presence in the garden this time of year and an important late season food source. So now, though I hate to admit it, We are in what's considered the late season. And this is a great source of nourishment for our pollinator friends. There are all kinds of asters. They come in beautiful, different varieties. I have this one over here that is as like sprays, like expl- froths of tiny purple flowers. And I have another couple of native varieties. In the front of me. I have a wood aster. Uh, uh, there's a squirrel who boldly has a baby squash in his mouth and he's just eating it right in front of me. Perched on the fence, whipping his tail around. You're very rude to rub it in like that. This is a pretty squirrel, though. Nice shiny fur fur coat. Obviously, he's doing well for himself, her being a bit bold. Okay, now the squirrel, sorry, now the squirrel is trying to steal my bamboo cane or eat it. He's trying to take it. Get out of here. That's mine. What a squirrel would do with a bamboo pole. I have no idea. But he really was trying to drag it along the grass, the six foot pole. You are a troublemaker. Yes, you are. He's looking right at me during this discussion. What do you need this for? I tell ya. <laughs> Gardening in community. It's weird sometimes. Okay, I really have to get harvesting but I have to get harvesting slowly I'm going to try even though I know it's soon time to go I'm going to try and do it with a little more care and a little more attention and so that's a challenge for this week to do something out in nature out in the garden and do it as if you're moving through water which for me is a very joyful state, so it's nice to conjure, but do it slowly. Okay, dear friends, take care this week. I'll see you next week with more updates from the garden.